Hello everybody, welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louie and Preston. My name is Louie. Louie, I'm just not feeling it today. <sighs> I think we need to go way back. Way back? Way back. Let's just kick it, smoke up, and listen to some good shit. Like like the olden times. Like, like, like the good old days. Before yeah. this podcast was recorded. The original podcast, if yeah, you will. The podcast before the podcast. The podcast that was completely off the record. That's how this shit started. We were fucking <laughs> <It's> hard... sentence. <laughs> no. So I was sneaking out to go chill with Louie and listen to some good tunes and do gravity bongs in his car <laughs> with Jeeves, the speedway cup. The Jeeb. They hit different. Little midnight outings. But today, we're celebrating all the seasons that we've done, all the fucking music that we've talked about. Since season three, Yeah, we've been doing musical intermission, and that's basically been our, our most evolved form of structuring for this podcast that can be sometimes nonsensical yeah, and chaotic. out there and chaotic and, so, and crazy, so we can, just like it's always been. It is our favorite thing that has changed about the podcast over time is that we have three seasons of no musical intermission, and now we are on our sixth season with musical intermission. So and it's I've heard a lot of plenty of great feedback about it. A lot of people who have listened to the podcast tell me that they really like it, and it only adds to the show. And it really is a big callback to when we weren't recording and we're just listening to music and having real conversations. Uh, and, and a lot of that, I do think, was inspired by what we were listening to. Because of that, we have officially created, what are we calling this thing? The Highly Suspicious Playlist? Yeah, and it's on my Spotify, which is Preston Frankie, F-R-A-N-C-K-E, just on Spotify. But we're going to try to figure out how, how to get we'll this have, on Apple Music and we'll have a link to it. And we'll have the link to it everywhere, for sure. So no matter whether you listen to Spotify or Apple Music, you have no excuse it exists. Yeah, it is out there. You can find it. So seasons after seasons of bangers that we brought up, some of it being, you know, mainstream stuff. We have a lot of Kendrick on this show. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff that we've listened to, the best thing about musical animation is it's been an opportunity for us to kind of shed light on some artists or some types of music that wouldn't get that type of recognition. And we use it just to share music with each other as well. Yeah. And that's why I love having guests on and letting them pick what we listen to for that episode because yeah. it really does make me listen to shit I wouldn't have listened to otherwise. And we were going to have a guest on this episode to have that same perspective because that's what's crazy about this playlist. We haven't picked all these songs, a lot of this shit is from other people that have been on the show. Yeah. Pierce has played some great songs Jackie's on here. Jackie's played, played a, some great songs a on here. Ton on here. Yeah. So because of that, it's just becoming this like tapestry over time, you know, it will be updated weekly. Stuff. Yeah. It 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 is a good representation of what this show is about, honestly. So in a way, it's just like this podcast where it exemplifies high quality shit and also is very underappreciated mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's that's what the fuck this podcast is preston that's what makes us different is that we bring quality to these fucking conversations yeah because 
it would be so easy if we just weren't even fucking trying with the shit. Yeah. We are constantly... Always present in my mind is the Highly Suspicious Podcast. It is, uh, it is a ritual for me. But I think that if we're talking unappreciated artist, I need to play this song by High Tech. So that's, that's the theme today. Let's get into we're, it. We're doing a full jam sesh. We're just going to be back and forth with some tunes. But that's going to be the theme of all the shit that yeah. we're special episode today. if you weren't already aware of how much the we were sleepers. hyping it up a special episode this one goes out to the sleepers Text quantum minded, real defined with skill, divinest killer, minus phony rhymes with the rhymes. It's like the sinus spread throughout the metropolis, urban streets to the areas of suburban, tri state to state, barriers to international, country to country, boundaries, different county cities and boroughs. I'm thorough with my tunnel of vision, psychology constantly. I drop a beat, don't cop no peace, cause when you see me damage me, last MC, you won't want to battle me. Fatal fatality, I do to your whole army, my verbal artillery gives me flawless victories. That's 24-7 by High Tech. It's from the same album that we've listened to his music on previously when talking about High Tech. So uh, we have done High Tech before. Okay. Yeah, he his song uh, Book of Life. Um, That's a good fucking song. It is a great fucking song. And so this is really... It's interesting because he's another one of those really underground artists that has been in the game for a long time but has not released a lot of shit. This came out in 2020, but this song was not made for 2020, you know? This is... Bro, there's no way that's a 2020 song. Exactly. And so this I is bet. DJ Shock Presents the Music High Tech's Golden Era Singles. So that's how underground this dude is, that somebody else is just like I dropping their music. I that's probably like a re-release of his old shit, basically. Yeah. And so he has only 141... 1,407 listeners on Spotify. And that's a damn shame. That's even more Every than song I'd we've expect. listened to is is incredible. He just sounds so hungry I on know. the microphone. It's Dude, fire. He is, he is spitting bars in every fucking song. There's he, Book of Life Part 1 and 2, and they listen back-to-back back perfectly because one's like a mirror image of another. And so Book of Life is like really go-get-em sort of attitude. Uh-huh. Positive. Being, being like, I got the whole wide world in my hands. Gonna yeah. live lovely with a beautiful got wife. the whole world in my hands. Yeah, that shit is yeah. hot. Talking about counting his, his uh, weed and grams and shit. He flips it on its head for Book of Life Part 2. And he is like reminding like, this is in rela- relation to this other song. And this is Book of Life Part 2. And then it's like talking about the harsh realities of being in the game and, like, fighting for what you have and what's yours and shit. Yeah. Uh, the two sides of, like, if you want something, take it. Mm-hmm. Such as taking life. In this song, it's just some real hardcore old shit. Who, like, does, who does he sound like to you? Um, so in that song, I hear and I saw him reference to Action Bronson. And it, mm. when I listen to that song, it kind of reminds me of some Action Bronson stuff. That's that so funny to. that you say that because I was going to say I hear a little bit of Ghostface in him. Yeah, yeah. And no, it's like an old school sound. And that's hilarious because like there's the whole Action Bronson Ghostface thing where yeah. Action was kind of disrespectful about Ghostface because people were trying to say he sounded like him. Yeah, but it's and, also got and he like, was like huh. Huh. We listened to Purple by Nas recently, and it's kind of got a similar sound to that yeah. in, in, my, in yeah. my mind. I, I didn't even think about that. I definitely hear that in that, for sure. So I, I really... he's absolutely a product of that Golden Age shit. Yeah. 
For sure. So that's how you know that that shit is from back then, even if we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do you know anything more about this guy? Let me see what I can I find. Think we look- it's been so fucking hard to find anything about him. All right, this says underground rap MC originally from the Bronx moved to Yonkers, New York. Philip Henderson. Mm, I could hear yes. any New York shit. There's nothing on this dude. That's crazy as fuck. So, super on Instagram. How the fuck did you find this Not guy? even them. I really, just on Spotify? Just on some random I just shit? listened to that much music, Louie. I really, I really was just going through a lot of shit. Looked through anything and everything. And I, I really like a specific sound, which this has. Because this is some, some peak shit. It sounds exactly how I want my hip-hop to sound. I can vibe to this kind of shit all day. So, so this says, uh, Philip Henderson, a.k.a. High Tech, was originally from the Bronx and then moved to Yonkers, New York. Don't really know when he started, but he was signed in the mid-90s by Mass Vinyl Recordings, an indie hip-hop label founded by Michael Gomez, a.k.a. DJ Shock, and Jason Heller, J-Biz. Shock, Jason, and I had mutual friends, and he was making mixtapes, Uptown Labs, in the Bronx, while I was also spinning and producing... 8-track and formed a group Parallax and that's that's crazy because I was wondering what Parallax is because they reference that in Book of Life. Uh-huh. They talk about Parallax crew coming to a place near you. I wanted to start a label and put out one of our records out indie and I saw Jason was really good at business so I made him a proposal. I would put up the initial money for the release and we could partner on it from the mass final became our baby. I met High Tech through a mutual friend. He would spit bars and show my friend verses he had written, so he introduced us. I was in my early 20s, and he was still in high school. He had many rhyme books when I met him, but I couldn't exactly say when he started. We had a vocabulary, he had a vocabulary beyond his years and natural talent for poetry and rhyme schemes. In 1996, High Tech dropped two maxi singles featured on the excellent mass final recordings compilation called Collector's Edition Volume 1. It was the wax which let me know this artist first. This is coming from Hip Hop Golden Era blog spot. It's a post from 2018, them saying, I miss high tech. What, what happened to high tech is a question that they sort of propose at the beginning of this blog post. A lot of cats still don't understand why this Bronx-based MC who dropped so many dope 12 singles during the mid-90s stopped suddenly and disappeared from the indie hip hop scene without dropping the ultimate album everyone was waiting for. It's dope that he still has listeners, though. I bet that is a Spotify algorithm thing, that anyone is still listening to the shit. Yeah. Not saying that, you know, no disrespect, obviously. This is a great blog post, actually. I, I would encourage to you to go read up on Dude, because they seem to have done their research. For him to just have disappeared like that, like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And it's really hard to sustain an audience, you know, 20-plus years in the future without having, like... Some fire bars, too, and just, like, uh, such a specific sound. So, just to plug this person properly, Unique One, spelled U-N-I-K-1, is a profile on hiphopgoldenerablogspot.com. This whole article is actually, or blog that they've written about this is really deep. I didn't even read all of it on here, but they've done their research. If you're interested in high tech, go read it. No, that, that's who this sort of portion of the show is for. is for. Is someone like that that you've probably never heard of. And 
definitely deserves to have listeners all around the world, honestly, uh, because it's that fucking good. So you really set the toe with that one. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. I'm gonna. Mm. I'm gonna do this one. listen to Can't Sleep Sober by Lou from Paradise. So, little background on this artist. I'm sticking with the New York theme right now. Okay, okay. Uh, Staten Island original. In 2017, he released his debut mixtape called Humaniac, and he was very much a Eminem protege type of person. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say wannabe, because his shit was a little different, but just but sort a of lot of... A lot of the shock value, a lot yeah. of the stuff like that. He's talking about, you know, uh, <laughs> just some crazy shit, killing people and just some crazy shit. Shoot up the playground and tell the kids to stay in school, which is an Eminem line. Uh, this was his second album and his label debut, and he's kind of been blackballed by the industry mm. basically signed up for a label in 2017 when he had this big wave when uh anthony fantana was reviewing him talking about his shit danny brown was publicly like this dude's next up mm-hmm. and that's a big cosign in the industry so he had all this momentum basically the label fucked the momentum up because after that, they didn't do anything. They didn't let him release for like two years. Fuck Till 2019 when this album came out. And since then, he used to be called Lou the Human. And now that's he's kinda, called Lou from cool. Paradise. I like that too. Both are solid. He changed it because the label basically owned his name. That's a little fucked like up. a print situation. Yeah, that's a little fucked up. But So I was going to play a song from his old shit. Yeah. But... The label benefits off of that, so... So I'm you'd rather play something, yeah, that that's him. But yeah, his Shit. momentum's really got fucked up. Uh, yeah. He got a feature from Method Man nice. a couple of years ago, which that's cool too. I like but, that. But it's very uh, punk influence, yeah. this song. Uh, I like the Which makes sense if you said they were kind of shocked of you. I really like the electronic parts of that it's just really in my wheelhouse in that way mm-hmm. i think this dude spazzes as like a rapper i think one thing that holds people back a little bit is his voice yeah it's kind of a higher voice yeah but because of that i feel like you get more emotion out of it you know you hear how he's almost fucking breathless with how many yeah words and schemes and shit that he's trying to fit in which is very Eminem of him uh-huh. as well. Yeah. 
But you hear him talking about the label someone here. I was ready 2012. They was trying to hold me down. Yeah. Yeah, talking some real shit. So so many lines that are just so funny. I see a bigger pic, y'all, still in the picture frame. That's a Snapchat to Picasso. I could probably paint a picture with my eyes closed. Just He just drops funny shit all the time. Uh, that is good. I, I do think that is another... I, and I, I'm a broken record, all right? But I do say a lot that I like that hip-hop is able to be funny, but yeah. can also spit some, some real shit at the same time. Because that's the point of punchlines, right? Mm-hmm. That's why... And that's also, like, that plays into the fact that hip-hop is poetry mm-hmm. at, at its root. And so that is... Irony is a huge thing in poetry and, yeah. and sort of double entendres and shit like that. So you should be able to make light of a situation by also while also saying how it really is. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. I think part of it is this album may have also helped derailing his momentum because mm-hmm. when you get into some, you know, weird electronic punk shit, that's when you start to turn yeah. off the average hip-hop head. But... As a hip-hop head, I mean, you just gotta appreciate these lyrics, bro. Yeah. Like, it's almost hard to fucking Give me pick it bar. out. Cause nah, come on. He's come just on. got so many words. Uh, I never said I was perfect, dog. I just hide my flaws well. I'm from where they all sell. And you don't need to have a prescription. You either trap or you trapped in addiction. Ooh. That is real. The album's called Painkiller Paradise, which is where that name kind of comes from. And the whole time he's talking about, like, the drug addiction Mm. and the trap around him, the shit that he's seen down there. He's talking about losing friends from prescriptions, which I think it's interesting that... that, That's really, uh, yeah. That go, that's a very punk thing too talking about that sort of thing mm. not as much in hip hop talking but keeping about it that sort unfiltered of thing. yeah but he's just wearing his fucking heart on his sleeve and he's just so jaded about the world that you know what can you what's not to like about that that's yeah it's a very relatable story even if it's not relatable in like a first hand sort of way it's uh, some shit that we all go we, we all see the world around us we got 2 million up by PZ Oh, fuck this is yeah. a more oh, more yeah. modern song, and it is one of my too? favorites. If we locked in, ain't no switching up. Brody came home, went to pick him up. Nigga killed my man's, I'm riding with a picture up. Shoot back to the crib, went to pick the switches up. Stole the track hard, got a tinted up. Caught him outside, now he in a blunt. Ain't no falling off, I done put two million up. Nigga, ain't no falling off, I done put two million up. Catch his ass at the light, like Tupac and hit him up. Ain't no life after death, nigga, you ain't big enough. Know them youngest mean benders when they in that rental truck. They gon' spin till they dizzy or the police pick them up. I been staying out the way, I been focused on this pay. Killers coming, I retired, meant the dead nigga play. That was two million up by PZ. Um, that shit is hard, That shit goes bro. so fucking hard, bro. When you first played that for me, I wasn't expecting it. I feel like that's more the type of music I listen to more than the type of music that you listen to. For sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like, you know, having the windows down in my car, bumping some Some ignorant-ass shit. Some hard-ass shit. Not ignorant, you know what I mean. Yeah, ignorant. It's fucking... Bruh. Am I tripping, or does that sample sound a little bit different each time you hear it? Maybe. The, the, I've heard it three times. I like the way that they... Each time, it's yeah. not what I... No, well, and they, they bass boost it. 
basically. Yeah. And they add like some is it like steel drum shit? I don't know. They I think so, they get yeah. some some crazy beats going on off of that simple. Dun, 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 dun. Have you heard any other peasy music? Well, so if this, so, I need to listen. I think he's another one of those people that was sort of late to the game. Basically, like he's got these bars. This is not some modern sounding shit. This is some hardcore. I don't know. I think it's pretty I, modern it's pretty shit. modern, but it's also wise. It is yes, but like lyrically. It's a homage to like trap, hip hop, hardcore yeah. shit. Yeah, for sure. He it's it's like some some shit that like, like that Ice Cube and Snoop and Dre were all doing back shit. in the day, talking about like what it's like fucking trapping and talking about hunting down a motherfucker, yeah. basically, and feeling like he's on top of the world because he's two million up. And so I think the reason that he's late to the game is that he was locked up for like eighteen months. Damn. So can't be. I think it was like back in 2018 or something. Can't be producing shit. Yeah. Get locked up. So he, he might have already had those connections, but yeah. not been able to use them. Had to kind of miss that big. So I wave think that's his first around that time, 2018, right? Yeah. I I think that's like his first album. Let me double check that. Because a lot of the modern sounding shit popped off at like 16, 17, 18. Consistent. Okay. Okay. He goes way. He goes back. He's got some shit in like. 2014, 2015, 2016, 17, and then some 2018, but like not as much shit as he was dropping uh-huh. before. And that might have been shit that was just pre-recorded in that time period. Uh, Let's see how many how many listeners he's got. That's what Spotify. I meant to do with... Uh, he's, he's got a million, but it, he's just that good, you know? I've never heard of him. So. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. There are one million... Listeners that Almost are two. big and one million listeners that are small. Yeah. If that makes any fucking sense. No, at all. no. Some real underground versus popular. By the way, I just wanted to say this. Uh, Lou from Paradise has 20,000 monthly listeners. Yeah. I think it's important to include that. A lot. As, especially for having shit with Method Man. But, but PZ, someone he reminds me of that I already listened to is Maxo Cream. Mm hmm. Where it is, you know, modern shit, modern type production, but there is something a little old school about the way that they're rapping all hard and shit and the way that they got bars in the same way. Because he was saying a few things in there that were making me laugh. Yeah. No, and that's like. It's a very good flow. It's. Oh my God. It's one of those things where. The beat's just so fucking hard that, like, the lyrics are just sort of. Adding to it, people are hyping up bullshit instead of hyping up shit like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I might, I might switch up my list on the fly, bro. Do it. I might switch up my list on the fly right now because that just made me want to listen to something else. Fuck and yeah! I think uh, part of what's good about playing shit on the podcast, we can be, we can be early on some stuff. Yeah. This is a guy I think is going to be fucking huge. Do it. Yeah. And it's not already less than a million. He has like 800,000 monthly listeners. Which is a good amount. I mean, yeah. he's, he's bubbling. I think he's getting more and more 
inspectors calling, nigga, it's tax season. Young niggas robbing in our black season. It's cold outside, they wearing hoodies, tucking they max freezing. It's even gangsters working for snitches. They got these rats cheesing. You still trying to find buddy with your coke so you can get back even. These streets sleazy. Whoever said thugging would be easy. I know niggas with 45 years for trying to beat Jeezy. Some niggas ain't even make it to pounds. They die for QPZ. Some niggas ain't even make it to books. They die for magazines. And seen some niggas walk to the devil trying to search for Jesus. The nigga died blessing the hood. Nobody heard his sneezes. That was Peace Treaties by Sauce Waka. So... I don't I know. that a lot. Listening to that uh, Peasy song, it just kind of made me think of this, and I was like, fuck, I gotta play that. I love it. I fucked with the sample. I feel like it went very hard, and it wasn't like a lot of bass like that. I feel Dude, like I it like was that pretty much a loop. I like that it's not necessarily like a hip-hop song like that. Mm-hmm. It's almost R&B. So, it's almost some spoken word shit, It's almost bro. some slam poetry shit with just a little background going on for real just some atmospheric sounds not even like real music shit and that shit's awesome and i don't think people listen to shit like that enough because it's not accessible it's not like a big label is going to be pushing something like that because that's not gonna catch a listener's ear he's talking about some real ass yeah he's just keeping it real as he can I think it is accessible bro i feel like this shit could be fucking huge next year it could but I feel like a lot of people aren't trying to listen to a song like that. You know, it makes you think a little too much almost. And I've definitely been in a mood where I've listened to some Kendrick shit and I'm like, that's a little too heady for me right now. I can't yeah. be thinking while I'm driving and but, and this messed up. But like, to me, this shit. is almost, this shit's so hard. I feel like it's just some like young Dolph shit almost just yeah, without yeah, the yeah. bumping ass beat. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I I would love to hear that with a crazy fire ass beat. Speed it up just like a little, just a just a touch, and, and add a fire ass beat. May, maybe make the drums harder. But the thing about it is, yeah. he's trying to fill up the space with words. I know, you know I know, I know. It and would just make it like a like a six minute like banger. Just the fact that he starts off saying, "My people stuck in ghetto get genocide." Yeah, it's dark in these streets. Please keep your kids inside. Yeah. That how real can you get? I don't think you can get much real. Exactly, than that, bro. That's exactly, bro. Uh, some of the shit he said was so crazy. I know people with forty-five years trying to be Jeezy. Some of them didn't even make it to pounds. They died for QPs. Oh my god, that's insane. But that's so fucking true. Yeah. And what makes it accessible is it's still fucking hard. You know what I'm saying? He's, mm-hmm. He says it in mm-hmm. such a fucking hard way where anyone else you listen to would say something like that, but they would say it worse. Yeah. And you remember when I, I was... I gotta agree with that. It was last week for us, but I don't know when it was for the audience. But when I played that Sci High the Prince song, I was talking about... And that's awesome You can awesome tell well. when motherfuckers are really from that life and when they're fucking making it up. <laughs> Facts. This is the most gritty realities yeah. of some real shit. Talking about, fuck, all of this shit. All of this shit, bro. Every bar. When I first really was listening to it, like when I tapped into it, it was definitely, I just noticed like what imagery it was painting. You know, yeah. every single line uh-huh. is punctuated with this clear picture in your mind. Yeah. 
because they are that fluent in what they're trying to say. Shit's uh, awesome. I completely left out the bar at the end of that scheme, which makes it ten times more fire. Uh, some dudes ain't even make it to books. They died for magazines. God damn. That shit's so crazy. Like I said, paints a fucking picture. But just like, that really does make you think, because it's like mm-hmm. the magazines of a gun, but they died for magazines, and magazines are, you know, something that clock chasers are in. Mm-hmm. That's all it's about, you know. This person was on the red carpet chasing clout. Yeah. This person has a controversy because he was chasing clout. Yeah. That's all the fucking shit is. So, just like the multiple meanings and shit, like it's just written so good. And you're 100% right with that slam poetry analogy. Yeah, it really feels like that. I, I said I wasn't, this is why I want to do four songs each. I think we can squeeze that in. What do you think? <laughs> shit, it's our show. <laughs> it's our show, let's do it. Because I can't not play another banger hip-hop song. Which fucking one? That was The Obvious Joint by Digio. And this is a 90s group, but they've only been releasing shit since 2020. This is from their album New York to Philly. And the song New York to Philly on that album is also fire. And then their other album came out in 2022, and it's called These Never Drop. So another article from Unique One that I referenced, which is kind of funny, I wasn't expecting or looking for it on there. They talk about, for those who aren't familiar with the group, DJ Hip Hop Group, duo group formed in the 90s by Raymond Fogel, aka Rame Supreme, and Brian Pritchett, aka Carter P, who was known at the time under the name of Big Cousin, aka The Obvious Wonder. They talk about getting this record in 97 on, like, sort of coincidence. Uh, So, Carter P. quoting, I'm from Mount Vernon, New York, the same town that Pete Rock, CL Cool, Heavy D are from, just to name a few. Rame Supreme is from West Philadelphia. Rame and I met at Adelphi University, Long Island, New York in 1992, lived on the same floor as each other, and Breeze Bruin of the Jagannauts was my roommate. Ray and I started recording together in 93, 94. I've heard of Breeze Bruin before. We always studied and watched the Juggernauts during their recording process of Clear Blue Skies. We used all of what we learned to help launch our first single, The Obvious Joint. We eventually recorded close to 75 songs from 1992 to 2002. And they have a bunch of shit that just hasn't been dropped. They have all this shit recorded, hasn't dropped. So now, I think they're they're on the up. They're, they're ready to just keep dropping shit. That's dope as fuck, just from a different time. Yeah. They only... Dude. They only have... 13,702 listeners on Spotify. Adigio stands for a definition of ambition, goals, interest, and organization. The duo of Rain Supreme and Carta P. That's just, just insane. They've remained extremely busy and relevant within the hip-hop community. 
they introduced themselves back to hip hop in 2020. That's dope. That, as it fun. sounds like they're ready to just keep dropping all that shit that they have recorded. And wasn't that a banger? Like, it and it, at the end, it had some of that like slam poetry shit that we were uh, talking about in that last song. And those lyrics all go really fucking hard. For sure. Are you ready for your next one? Did you catch I'm trying to think, much cause, of the lyrics? Because first listen, you know, you can only catch so much. I can pull up some lyrics. Uh, I thought that the flow was pretty good. I thought that it sounded like some old shit. I, I, it really does. I think it's really interesting that you, what you were saying about how they're bringing the shit back. Yeah. The old shit. I, I like the intro on its own. Check it out at DGO if you didn't know, kid, one time for your mind. Here it is, verse one. And we just get into, I'm in the thick of hip-hop. I can't stop coming convertible style, dropping rhymes off the top. Man, you get to rock when I blast it. Hit you with rhymes that knock the tree off your timberlands. Yeah, I like that line. And and just talking, talking about, about some New York shit. Yeah. Timberlands. The chorus. Watch the world go round as we do our thing. Keep your eyes on the prize. It's the hits that we bring. Understand what we got. It's the obvious plan. So put it down for you and yours across the whole land. And they introduce themselves a little bit, which is also some hardcore, like, rap shit. Uh-huh. Is just being like, yo, if you didn't know, I'm Rain Supreme. Yeah. And just, like, hyping yourself up in a fucking song. You're not even ready for this next one, bro. I'm Good. just gonna play it. We just trying to make it home. Stay brick breaker, still got one hand on the rock like cliffhangers. Big dip all in my chain, nigga. I bet you get the sprinting when they get the licking that thing. Got zigging and zagging, I'm whipping it back. I wrestle with the package like Cactus Jack, that's a fact. Stove legend, bitch, I'm a whole seven. Double O, golden eye through the scope, weapon, my soul desperate. Big homie told me loyalty's a blessing. Hieroglyphic shit, my name was etched in it. I landed when the aliens came. Yeah. I fell bad with the lean. Her bag is Celine. Yeah. You don't want to make the front of this magazine, please. Fuck yeah. That was Jim Boheim by Stove God Cooks. Nice. Produced by Rock Marciano. Nice. So he dropped his debut album in 2020. Definitely has that old school type of sound to it just with a little twist it sounds a little weirder than like your average old school thing rock marciano produced the whole album and he produces his fucking ass off yeah but uh that's impressive it's really an underground classic i feel like yeah i think i see a lot of people like on Twitter talking about it because it's it's one of those things where the people that don't know will know, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I feel like with his next album, which will be his Griselda debut, nice. I think he's going to be fucking huge. I think he's going to blow the fuck up. Yeah. I think he's going to be better than anyone in Griselda already. I think uh, that, I think being able to do that shit was nice. little that was crazy. singing shit, I think that add some accessibility to it. Yeah. But I think just like the charisma and feel over the microphone, it makes it sound like it's not a debut project. It makes yeah, it sound no, like he he's sounds a fucking veteran. Experienced. Yeah. So just like what he does with his inflections and stuff, I mean he's really entertaining to listen to in my opinion. Yeah. Facts. And a feature killer. But Yeah, I saw that too that he has a lot of features. And that's where I think most of his monthly listeners 
come from yeah. just being featured on different yeah, shit. Yeah, because he only has 66,071. They're sleeping, That bro, is wild. Man. They're going to be put on. But uh, Upstate Brick Breaker still got one hand on the rock like cliffhangers. Big Dipper all in my chain. Uh, double O, Golden Eye, Through the Scope, Weapon, My Soul Destined. Big Homie told me loyalty's a blessing. Hieroglyphic shit, my name was etched in it. He's talking about coke. He's saying mm-hmm. he put his name in the cocaine, as someone once said. Say my name, they get to bucket off. That shit backfire like Uncle Buck exhaust. Oh my god, Have you, have yes. you seen Uncle Buck? Dude, I love Uncle Buck. That's one of the few things that I have on DVD, bro. That's a VHS, yeah, bro. <laughs> Really is. But uh, for all you all that don't know, John Candy was in a movie called Uncle Buck where he's the zany uncle. He's and the he crazy, has to, he has crazy uncle who makes his living off of gambling, it seems. And whenever he pulls up to the crib, his His car sounds backfired. like a fucking shotgun. So just for all the sports references to throw an Uncle Buck reference Dude. in there... That, that shit That's makes it funny. different, too. That shit's funny. You don't hear motherfuckers referencing His Uncle name Buck. is hard, too. Stove God Cooks. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it, he stays on theme as far as, you yeah, know, he fair. talks a lot about trapping and stuff. But this whole second half of the verse is insane. Uh, feds ran the sweet better than the Texas Longhorns. Had to applaud them crackers. They caught me lacking early morning, <laughs> pouring almond milk into my honey smacks. Oh, my God. <laughs> That shit is fucking hilarious, bro. Just the idea of him uh, getting caught by the feds. Yeah, facts. In his boxers in the morning making some fucking cereal. <laughs> Where he's just like, you know what? Solid Fuck move. It. Yeah. <laughs> Props. Uh, Crash the rented Hyundai. I feel like Kanye. Because huh. he infamously, beginning of his career, had the big car crash. After that, they wired his jaw shut and he made through the wire. Just oh shit God, like that, bro. Man. He's reaching multiple audiences, mm-hmm. and he's reaching multiple audiences that I appreciate. Like the sports shit. He's talking about some hip hop head shit that only, you know, real rap fans are going to yeah. catch. And he's also tapping into, you know, just goofy references like uh, Uncle Buck. Running bass like I pay for, play for the Padres. My bitch vegan. You know, I like that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my closet full of skeletons my garage is possessed by a demon that's when the ghost is in it tell the record label they get no percentage sorry I know I just rapped that whole song it's just so good it's just so fire and I think the only thing that he needs to tweak to his recipe to become successful is going to be getting those features Yeah, getting that 2 chains feature, getting that Lil Wayne feature, getting Whatever that feature is for him on his next album where he gets something to cross over. I think he could be like that. Yeah. Dude, I, I like that we both were talking about, like, old school dudes making yeah. a, a debut and old a comeback school, and school. shit. Yeah. We didn't even plan it like that. That's just kind of how But it that's happened. literally both of the artists that we've talked about. And um, we've also talked, like, <laughs> zero... Anything outside of rap, which is fine, then. No, no, no. Like I'm that. ready to change it up. I'm ready to change it up. We're going to change it up for the end. We got...
That's called The Outsider by Lack of Afro or Adam Gibbons, who's a British producer and multi-instrumentalist. So he... Is he doing most of the instruments there? Then? He's doing all of it. That's all him, Fire. dude. That's all samples in him. Okay, Tame and Pollock. Right? So this guy has been producing music for over 15 years. He'll go by Lack of Afro. He'll go by his own name or under the name of Lustre, L-U-S-T-R-E, all the uppercase, which is weird, and an EP for The Damn Straits, and with a collaboration with MC Herbal T. It sounds like he's about to be dropping some more shit off of his Spotify So he's a newer description. artist? Um, I mean, 15 years, so... He's got shit. This was from 2007, and then it got really big when he like re-released it. He's been doing shit since like 26, 2006. But yeah, no, I, I just love the sound of that song. I think I if too. we're gonna change it up and go out of hip hop, that's probably the genre that I listen to second most is what? some R and B, soul, funkadelic shit. And yeah, I just that love that song. Great. And that's like I one of his most popular songs. And he's only got like 300,000 mm-hmm. listeners on Spotify. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I never heard of him. Underrated, for sure. I really like that this whole theme, it's been sleeper still, but it's almost been a secondary theme of like in the wrong era, yeah. almost. Because we have a ton of like new shit that sounds like it should be some old shit, or some new shit that was from the olden times. True. Not olden times. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying Way back in the day. But you know what I mean. And that sounds... Well... 15 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. it is somewhat contemporary. It, it's very contemporary as far as, you know, comparing it to other shit like that when that was popular. Yeah. No. But nah, I fucked with that shit. I'm, I'm glad. That's a little more out there. It's, it, the fact that it is just instrumental and samples is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a banger as well. It's a fun three-minute song. You got something else to, I don't know. to close this out? <laughs> you said not mainstream. Let me let me play this. Wait, let me play Firefly. <laughs> uh, you said a sleeper. Let me play you something that'll play put you to the sleep. biggest song ever made. You would not believe your Oh my god. 10,000 fireflies. <laughs> oh my god. You really had me for a second there even. <laughs> Uh, like there ain't no way this man's about to play that. Give me something you think we listened to like actually when we were sneaking out and chilling. Do you think of of what we would be listening to at that time period in your musical journey? Because I'm sure there there were some some shit that was getting slept on. I'm gonna play a song for you I played back then that I remember playing distinctly, and and you're like this is cool and this is weird or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna play. good. I played this earlier today. Oh, Try yeah? to see if I was. 
place in Caroline said some shit like, are you getting back in your Daft Punk phase? <laughs> oh my god, Louie. <laughs> I'm glad you changed it up on me. So, I like that we both went to our own ends of the musical spectrum. You said, I want that techno shit. You pulled that out. So, that was Flip a Switch by Darren, formerly known as DVG. So, where the fuck did I hear this person? So, this person used to be a producer for a YouTube channel called SourceFed. Do you know what that is? It was like no. it was like a BuzzFeed type of YouTube channel that I watched when I was like in middle school. Louis, you might have fucked me up. If I can't find it, how am I supposed to? It's add on it? there. It's on there. What's it called? Is it Switch or is it Flip a Switch? Flip a Switch. Where? How the fuck are you finding this? Uh, let's see. What if I just played something that's not on Spotify yeah. anymore? <laughs> Uh, that would be ugly. Here, let no. me see. If that's the case, we just have to force people to go listen. Do you know what the album is? I'm unsure because it's a local file. <laughs> what if there's just like... Shut I'm so up. serious. Oh my god, Louie. You can't go that I underground. I, I think I found it. <laughs> no, that's Sasawaka. What the fuck? I found it. What's the album? I don't know. Here, I, I'm going to make a playlist specifically to save the song, and then I'll send it to you. But I found it. It, it exists. It is on Spotify. Confirmed. But, uh, so yeah, this guy basically quit his day job and started a That's podcast so that was one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to. And uh, it was kind of the same thing as this, where it's him and like his best homie. Nice. Who did the uh, monologue at the end? Nice. Who's actually a comedian? So that's why it's kind of funny at the end. But uh, that was just so techno, and that that is accurate because that is shit that you've told me is that your, I listened to yeah. back then. Yeah. But uh, basically, it makes me sad because uh, he's kind of stopped making music. Yeah. He's basically a TikTok guy oh, now. No. He basically does. TikTok comedy now and a professional of, podcaster. He doesn't do podcasts anymore either. So, Damn, he so, really fell uh, off. I think he's actually popular on TikTok. Yeah, too. but like, but is that popular has, if you don't watch TikTok? Yeah, he he. I think he started doing TikTok in like 2019, 2020. Yeah, the when, time, and he was trying to use it as a means to like promote new music, and I think it just turned into a thing where it's like, well, no one gives a fuck about my little ass music, so I'm just gonna stop trying. Yeah. And that makes me sad, because this is really old shit, but he has some when did newer this come stuff. Out? This came out, I say really old, like it's from like the 90s or something, but uh, it came out in like 2015. Yeah. That type of time frame. It was still a longer time ago. But I like the sound of it. It is weird it's it's electronic but it's not like dubstep you no, know, no. Whoa, whoa. but it's like you know melodic some hypnotic. some interesting shit but i like when he says are we all cynical and we all become the same the friend who we all have that thinks the government's to blame hey that might be us i think i think there's something to be said about like the internet in that way just everyone Becoming more cynical over time, just mm -hmm. constantly being. If you see the world constantly, shit. yeah. 
And it's not cool to all be the same. Mm-hmm. It's good to have some different perspectives of the world. And I feel like, just like how mass consciousness works, everyone's going to have yeah. a somewhat limited point of view. But I like his little rap verse in the second second verse. Uh, he says, I, uh, I'm no better hiding behind a sweater. I know it's not necessary in this California June weather. That's all I related to back then, you know, just wearing, like, big hoodies and shit. So, so, on some level, it spoke to me back then. But I remember playing that with you in the car one time. Way back then when we would used to <laughs> pop out after our parents went to sleep yeah. and smoke and listen to music. And I would... I feel like I would gravitate towards kind of music like that, just more psychedelic, weird yeah. shit. Because I remember you used to bar me for always playing uh, Wolves by <laughs> Kanye. I would play it like every time we hung out together. And, and it's just the type of thing where it's like, well, just sounds so good when I'm stoned. So that kind of led to like a reinsurgence for me in that type of music as far as, you know, when I was smoking more and stuff you know does that make any sense yeah that's really what that music's made for in the first place so not only does some of it have nostalgia but it takes a whole another lens with drugs <laughs> i like that 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 was a, a good throwback for me um do you remember me ever play that i think so just some weird ass shit yeah i feel like that's what you were telling me to play without really telling me to play that's so on. That's so accurate for Damn. the vibe of us sneaking out uh, and and doing Jeeves in your car and yeah. basically hotboxing your car and doing Jeeves, which is like Jeeves will get you obliterated, hotboxing will get you obliterated. I do. Why not do both? I do think I found like the old file for it on Spotify where it comes up with a name, but it doesn't actually exist anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll be able to put that. On. Oh, God damn it. I could have played one of his songs that wasn't taken off. That was like the only uh, body of music that he took off. And what was that artist again? Darren. D-A-R-E-N. Nice. I went too obscure. I went too obscure on that one. Yeah, literally every EP after that one is still on Spotify, but that one is not. I guess it makes It sense. don't really matter. It I, can st- people will still be able to find it. You're really it was bound to happen at some point if we're uh, trying to just play sleepers, you know? Yeah. Y'all should listen to this music and bully him into making music again. Yeah. Go harass them on social media or something like that. Go into their call your go senator their, or congressman and I was gonna say go on their make them harass this and say hey <laughs> Find like Darren this. on TikTok. Like be like, fuck your TikTok. TikTok. Make music, bitch. Any uh, closing remarks? We we did okay, it. Yeah. We did we it. We did it. Special episode. Um, I think it's time that we go shoot some hoops and and relax. And drink some beer. And drink some beers and enjoy this summer day. Uh, as should you, listener. We'll be back next week, every Thursday. New episode of the Highly Suspicious Podcast. Highly Suspicious Podcast on Instagram. Go follow wherever the fuck you're listening to this. I know you're out there. Somebody is listening to this. Go follow the Instagram. Go follow the 
RSS feed, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever the fuck you're listening to the show, go follow. And leave a five star review. And leave a review. The, the audience is gonna help be the like, algorithm. The audience is gonna be like, "Well, this aged badly because you said enjoy the summer, beautiful summer day, and a snowstorm just came through." And it's like, "Well, why are you listening to this in the winter?" 